Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, at the Momentum Studios. Spencer Shade back city, again. baby. We in the Rip house. City. Y'all pulled it off last pulled night. Pulled it off last night. I was pulled sweating it off. bullets, baby. Pulled it off but last night, you know what? That's though. just what Portland does. We get down and we dig ourselves out of holes, baby. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. That's do. a fact. So, obviously, Spencer Shade wasting no time introducing himself there. But I also got my guy G. Wade in the building. What's yeah. up, G. Wade? Man, what's going on, man? How's it, brother? How you doing? Everything's lovely. Everything's lovely. Lovely. For those that don't know who G. Wade is, G. Wade is a local comedian here in Portland, Oregon. And you all have been hearing us promote the comedy show for the last however long it's been that we've been promoting this damn comedy show from <laughs> postponements to everything in between. But G. Wade is one of the openers tomorrow, so he's got a 15 20 minute set that he's got to hold the stage now for about us to do right and, now while they're not just <laughs> <laughs> no they gotta have they gotta have something to look forward to <laughs> they gotta have something to look You're forward to the vibe though god that's gonna be good yeah yeah but i, I just I'm wanted stoked. to bring i wanted to bring g wade in here just to talk about it a little bit um and we'll get to that a little later on i still got to get through these announcements first starting with the comedy show <laughs> because it's it'll be tonight when you hear this podcast we're recording this on a thursday night but we release these episodes on Friday mornings. So as you're listening to this on Friday morning, show tonight, Jack London Review, downtown Portland. We bringing in Brian Hooks, who also will make an appearance here on this podcast in about 15 minutes. We'll give him a call just to kind of get his perspective on things. Um, it'll be short, short-lived, about five, ten-minute conversation just to give a little bit more promo and get you all a little bit more excited about the show. And I can tell you, the vibes will be real. Oh, God. The vibes will be real. Mm. Ticket sales are going great. A lot of people are popping out. It's Halloween weekend, so everybody already is looking for something to do. And we're going to have it for you right at the Jack London Review. costumes are going to be popping. Yes, they are. get out your yeah. costume. Yeah. Just look at some uh, of these Halloween costumes. $100, $100 <laughs> cash prize for whoever come with the best Halloween costume. Oh, okay. $100 cash prize. Oh. If you rock it, who we, the judge? we got something for you. Who the you. judges? I need to be a judge. Can I be a judge? Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, but really, yes. really, and truly, right. we gonna let the people be. Yeah, judged. Gotta, we got a stage. Go it's a show. It's gotta go. You don't. Yeah, you don't just get to okay. come with a fly costume and not have to show it off. You gotta get on. You stage gotta get it. on stage, and the people are gonna vote. Yeah, share the loudest for whoever has the yeah, best costume. The They're the it. judges. The okay, way who way get to, to pick it, the costume? Who get to pick? They the get. You get the the, the the people that come with costumes that want to enter themselves in the costume competition. Okay, bet. Flyest okay. one wins. Right. We're not discriminating against yeah, no costumes, no, but right. if you have the flyest costume and you feel like you should be entered into the contest, the people <laughs> will decide if you got a fly costume or not. Bro, I got a partner who's going to be there, and you know what his costume is? He told me this last night. What is it? His costume is an undercover Ghostbusters detective. You think he's going to win $100? Hell no, <laughs> He gonna dress like a regular. He gonna dress like he regular does, and he gonna have a Ghostbusters badge under somewhere. Oh, nice. He, yeah, yeah. But he found a way to explain it. Some way stupid. I said, yeah. But tell him good luck because yeah. he ain't gonna. The costume gonna have to explain everything. He ain't gonna be able. To, oh, I'm Ghostbuster under all oh, that's out the window. I'm Ghostbuster the people, Jones, bro. Don't the, you know? The people gonna decide if your shit fly or not. If he it can, ain't fly, then you ain't getting a hundred dollars. He crazy enough to enter the contest too with that. That's cool. <laughs> like I said, we're not discriminating. If you want to enter the competition, you can enter the competition at your own risk. Yeah, dude, I'm going to go with if the If the guy. people boo you, they boo you. If the people just 
Sorry, they just give you the silent treatment. They give you the silent treatment. If they cheer you on, you might leave a hundred dollars richer. I, That's the rules. Is, I'm going to be my costume is going to be. I'm going to be the guy who wins. My costume is the guy that wins a hundred dollars on Friday night. Would you think that would work? Mm. No. I, I, no. What if you I just show up with like a bunch of? <laughs> what empty you going to just put like a big, shirt, a big like poster board? <laughs> no, I can just show up as myself, broke, and I'll be all right. <laughs> no, like, you probably won't win. No, no you, I don't think so. You probably won't win. But yeah, as you no, all I'm hear, for that com- I'm coming for that comedy. Show, the comedy's going to go up. I'm coming for the, the comedy. comedy's going to go up. Like I said, we'll have Brian Hooks on in a few minutes to talk a little bit about it. Um, he's been. He's been performing all over the nation as of late, bro. So we obviously know how funny of a comic he is in the film industry. But right. I've yet to see his com- his comedy in a stand-up environment. And this is his first time coming to Portland, Oregon, too. Yeah. So Have we got to show him a good time. I can't wait to tap in with him. I haven't seen him. On, you yeah. haven't seen like any, stand-up. I haven't seen like YouTube stand-ups like- or anything. I don't know, man. I, when it, it when it comes to comedy, like I like I really like to catch people live. Yeah, if I can and, get in the and, same room with you or just have a conversation sure. with you. And I know I a lot of people YouTube. don't want their comics or their comedy, excuse me, to go up on YouTube and all of that stuff right. because they want people to be able to enjoy their jokes firsthand. They don't want their jokes to get copied. They don't want people. I know now, you know, we're in this resume building area and everybody's trying to get a, a, a tenth of a penny off of YouTube right. these days to, to make a couple of dollars. And that's what people do. But at the same time, if you can go somewhere and get paid and, you know, get a venue filled up to a decent capacity, mm-hmm. I say, hey, man, I wouldn't put my shit on YouTube either. Right. I like to, and, and only give you a snippet of somebody's art. Like, I watch specials because that's somebody's completed body of work. Right? right. But YouTube clips only give you a piece of what somebody, you know, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't live in that quick era no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. To, I yeah. hear you. So pull up. Somebody at work. Pull Do- up. It's doors open at 730. Show starts at about 830. Um, and like I said, we got you opening. We got Lance Edwards open. Yeah, opening. Shout out, Lance. We got Deja Monet, Thicky Monet is when she Deja goes Mon- by. Open Monet, up. Oh yeah, we got Thicky hey, Monet. She's funny, bro. She is funny. She is funny. So we got some good openers. D-Boy is going to perform, so we're going to have a little hip-hop for y'all. Shout out, D-Boy. I'm DJing, and I just got back from Atlanta, so I'm trapped out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Damn. I'm going to weave in some of our Damn. West Coast stuff in there, but I ain't going to lie. I just got back from Black Hollywood, bro. I'm trapped oh, out. I'm trapped out. It's going to get... Uh, it, he it's DJing gonna tomorrow, rock, too? It's gonna I'm rock, DJing tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be I'm DJing tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a vibe. It's going to be a vibe. I'm trapped out. I'm not even going to lie to you. Oh, I already see what's on your spirit. Uh, yeah, and, and, we'll, and we'll talk about the Atlanta trip shortly. And then uh, after that, October 30th, I got to commentate a football game. So I can't get too, too turned up, okay. even though I'm going to probably get too, too yeah, turned up. Because mm. Saturday morning, I got to uh, uh, put the business <laughs> casual outfit on. Get right, put, put the headset on. on and call it college football game. Oh, Pacific right. University versus Lewis make and Clark. Sure, make sure to tune Super- into that one. <laughs> <laughs> make sure to turn into that Superman, one. Superman got to button the shirt back up. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel Absolutely. It. I'm I feel three it. buttons down tomorrow. Maybe only two buttons down uh, on Saturday. at the <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your tie just might be hanging. You yeah, just a little bit. Way, yeah, just a little bit. Feel. Good thing I'm in like a booth, and it's only going to be me and my broadcast partner, so not too many of y'all going to see me. But y'all can hear me, though. Yeah. Y'all can hear me, though, but I'm a pro. I ain't, you ain't going to catch me slipping. It is what it is. But, yeah, uh, but yeah it'll be Saturday, the 30th, 1 p.m. kickoff, Pacific University versus Lewis and Man. Clark. I'll mm. be on the call, catching on GoBoxers.com. 
Also, next week, we'll be announcing a lot more basketball. College Hoops is coming up. Portland State games on the horizon. I'll be broadcasting those games. Go on ahead and get your ESPN Plus subscription because all Portland State games are on ESPN Plus this year. Also, goboxers.com for the Pacific men's and women's basketball games as well. It's a busy season, man. It's broadcast season for me, G-Wade. That's how, I mean, it's basketball season. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. But this year, I got to get started a little bit early with the college football. This is my first year doing college football, bro. So You like it? I love it. Okay. I love it. The excitement of football is different. Like, basketball has a little bit more of a flow, of course. Yeah. Because, obviously, you know, the flow of the game is different than football where you got to break between each down. You know what I mean? But yeah. football, because it's that, it's a lot of, like, stop-start. So, football is more, like, explosive in that regard. Where basketball is just a constant flow. Up uh, and down and the court. Back and forth. Up and down the court. Where football is kind of like... Things are settled, team in the huddle, walk up to the line, snap, and then boom. Yeah. Plays on, action is on. Soon as that ball gets snapped, it's explosion everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's just a little bit more exciting in that regard. I mean, I'm a little bit more well versed in basketball. I play yeah. college basketball. I like being in the gym. I like the environment of being in the gym and calling games at the scorer's table and being right next to the team's bench where I can hear the coach cussing the players out. Mm -hmm. I can hear, you know what I mean? Like I get to hear what the players are saying to each other a little bit more on the court. Like I'm a little bit more in the action when I'm calling basketball games, but football okay. games, I'm up in a press box. So I only can see the action and then call what I see from up in the press box. So just, you know, different elements to each sports, but both super fun, though. Okay. Both it's super different. fun. You be calling out packages? and Did you play football at all? I played football through. I played, like, all Pop Warner. Okay, bet. I played, like, all the way through midgets and Pop Warner. When I got to high school, I went straight basketball. Okay. So I know, I know football. I know the game. I've been around it. And then I used to, you know, I worked in radio. I used to cover the Ducks, too. No, no, you will. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, I, I had a couple of seasons of being able to cover the Ducks when I was at 750 the game. So, been around a lot of it, but it's different when you're actually calling the game right. than just being in the press box tweeting about it. Because <laughs> that's, <Right. laughs> that's essentially exactly. what we do on press row. We go up, we're in the press box, we tweeting about what's going on on the field where Calling the game live, that pressure's really on. So, you know, yeah. just a different vibe, different high. You know, off the everybody's name on it because I don't. You, it's a lot of people on the football field, bro. Yeah, yeah. You get you get like your you get like a a sheet with everybody's name on it, and then you get like depth chart sheets okay. so that you know who's gonna be probably starting or who's not gonna be probably starting. Mm -hmm. So you get your depth chart your, your depth chart sheets, obviously. You know, you got to read through the game notes prior to the game. They give you like a booklet. Everybody actually gets game notes when they come in, but I got to call the game. So I got to see these game notes. You know, some players might have won conference player of the week last week. And mm -hmm. so I got to know their numbers and their stats from their performance, being able to win Northwest Conference player of the week. Somebody might be leading the conference in receptions. Somebody might be leading the conference in yard. Like, it's a lot of – you got to study. Yeah, and you got to be sharp too. You got to study. You got to be sharp. So mm -hmm. so because everybody's listening to you. All ears are on you. So if you, if you stumble <clears> – <throat> Everybody hears it. There ain't no hiding from it. <laughs> it's live. And last I don't season, call football. <laughs> I coach football. I coach you coach third, football. I coach third and fourth graders. Yeah, right now. Yeah. How's that? It's fun. Yeah, it's a seven oh seven. What are you? What are you? Really? Defense coordinator? What you know? What your offense I mean, coordinator? What you? It's third and fourth grade at seven oh seven. I'm the head coach, the coach, the only coach, and I'm, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're showing. You know what I mean? You're showing yeah, yeah, the yeah, kids yeah. The game. They, right. You know they in third and fourth grade, so a lot of them don't even 
know if they're going to even play football next year. Right. So a lot of them love it. And so you get to see, you know, difference in, in you know what I'm saying, bring out in and whatever's in them, never had them come out in the first place. So it's not about winning for you. It was about winning for me when I was seven, eight it, years it, old. It, it's about winning, but not at, not in the. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. It's just when there I came up in. We was already trying to win when we were seven, eight years old. Oh, Participation trophies, yeah. all that was out the I window. Really, already. I want them to learn how to do it right. That's my thing. My, okay. my thing is, my, 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 I'm more focused on we gonna do this right instead of doing it to win because we're not gonna cheat. We're not gonna be dirty. We're not gonna do nothing. Like, so as long as we do it right, if we get the L, we get the L. And we're gonna eat that and talk about how we can get better. But if we do, if we if we gotta do it the wrong way, then we not we don't then care not, about it. I like and that. You might have to start cheating, you know? See? That's that's the wrong way. That's the way he ain't doing it. Oh, come on. I'll coach that Jefferson. That's the way he ain't doing it. Um, I do wanna talk a little bit about that Atlanta trip though, man. It was fire. It was fire. I had the fortune to be able to go DJ at the A3C Fest um for Simba. We went out there, we rocked the show. Dave East was the headline performer, but, you know, it was Atlanta. It's Black Hollywood. Everybody was out. All the stars. Mm -hmm. T.I. was out. Jay Stone. Derek Milano. I mean, everybody. Folks were out. Got to rock with 2 Chains for a good minute out mm -hmm. there in Atlanta. Good vibes. Um, yeah, man, I ain't watch no sports. <laughs> <laughs> the only sports I watch, I I I'll be honest with you. I'm going to just be frank. It's a different lifestyle when you're operating with rappers, right? Yeah. And if anybody that knows Atlanta, we've talked about this with the Lemon Pepper Lou conversation a while ago. As soon as I get there, get off the plane, I, I land at like 8.30 p.m. So I'm already kind of playing from behind because all my people is already out there. They'd already been out there, so on and so forth. So as soon as I land, I got to Uber to the hotel, get checked in, get showered, all of that, because I've been on a plane for five, six hours, right? So everybody else is kind of waiting on me because, you know, I'm trying to just get settled in first and mm -hmm. foremost before popping out. And uh, so it was time to go get something to eat. And we were hosting a club that night. But obviously, before the club, you want to go get something to eat. Well, where you go eat at in Atlanta? Waffle House. The strip club, the gentleman's oh, club. Oh, you went to you went. To, I went club? to a gentleman's. I forget the name of it. I'm I'm slacking. I forgot the name oh, of it. Oh, it was Magic City. It wasn't Magic City though. But we went to one of those gentlemen's clubs out there and oh. ate fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, all the good stuff that you want to eat. But at that time, it was the final game of the Brave series. It was oh, their yeah. game to clinch to go to the World oh, Series. Yeah. So everybody's in there in the gentleman's club eating, obviously tricking if you so wish and uh watching the braves <laughs> and and when the braves won the whole gentleman's club exploded oh shit and that's the best sports take that i got for y'all in this week's episode oh. the gentleman's club exploded in atlanta when the braves won <laughs> that's and i was stuffing my face with i was hungry the gentleman's club I, exploded huh that's it exploded like everybody i mean i mean even even the dancers Gave it a cheer. Oh, I hope they <laughs> Anytime your hometown do something, like for even sure, if not a fan, you're gonna love it anyway. Absolutely, like it was, it was nothing but good vibes in there, like super good vibes. Like I said, got to eat good. Yeah, it's not, I mean, everybody was nice. there, you literally. Were, to you eat. went to one of those strip clubs. Somebody auntie was in the back cooking. It sounded like you was because nigga. I'm oh bro, that's a lot you good. of uh, yeah. you a comic. You good. <laughs> yeah. You, you <laughs> they the get club, offended, sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> it might sleep out. But it really <laughs> wasn't. It really oh, wasn't man. that though. It like that. it wasn't that. It oh, was I'm trying to figure it out was a pretty nice sized gentleman's club, but I don't remember it. I'm telling you, it was because I really kind of got just thrown into it. Like it wasn't a situation where I got to plan out my day. They already had the day planned. 
before I even arrived. Okay. So I'm just kind of arriving and I'm like rushing because, again, I don't land till almost 9 o'clock p.m. So I still got to land, get my luggage, get to the hotel, take a shower, get dressed. So I ain't really ready to get outside till about 10, 30, 11. And that's when everybody is already ready to go for the pregame situation. Then you go to the to the club that we hosted that night. You go to the club at about 1 a.m., but everybody else already kind of knew what their day was looking like and was able to plan it out a lot better because they were there a day before I was. Yeah. So I'm kind of just thrown into the fire like, all right, where are we going? Let's go. Mm-hmm. And that's where we went. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's where he, where we ended up. But uh, nah, man, it was a super dope trip. It was okay. it was good vibes. The performance went well. Most yeah, importantly, yeah, yeah sure. The How performance, did that go? it was good, man. Yeah. It was good. You know, like I said, it was my first time DJing for Simba. Simba's my family, though. You know what I mean. But I think it was cool for him. He was comfortable having me there um, because you got to also remember with him, he didn't pop off until the pandemic. So he. Mm unfortunately and wasn't able to too. really oh he's tough reality is i love that song he's, he's tough. so much truth in that song bro he is when i tell you he's that song tough crazy when i tell you he's tough he's tough but like i said because you know he popped off off the la leakers freestyle last year that was crazy too he popped off off the leakers freestyle but that was right dab smack in the middle of the pandemic where there weren't shows there weren't concerts there weren't anything like that so he hasn't even really been able to capitalize outside the way that he would have liked to because he dropped the project, but he couldn't go tour off of the project because Uh. all the venues were shut down. So we're just now able to do shows again. Here we are getting ready to do our first comedy show. At least, you know, us who throw the comedy shows, we used to throw them frequently, but this is our first time bringing it back this weekend with the Brian Hook situation. So yeah, being able to go out there, rock with him was super dope. Um, Like I said, two chains, we got to go to Escobar, which is two chains, uh, it's his club that he co-owns out there, mm-hmm. and we op- and I'm talking about we was with Two Chains, like we, you know, he invited us over there. We got to operate with him there. Then we went to his you studio was two after treatment at Two Chains. I mean, when you yes, in yeah, yeah, that treatment that was different. Yeah, it was different. It was different. The big Don Julio. Um, <laughs> 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 Big Don, I'm just keeping it real. Big Don Big Julio. Don Julio. Big now. Don Julio. Big Don Julio. We also, uh, yeah, you know, we just we we indulged in what we decided to indulge in that night. I'm well, not gonna tell like, you everything. Sounds like a fucking. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Superman had the shirt on yeah. after that night. <laughs> we, <laughs> we indulged whatever we decided to indulge in, but nothing up in the morning. It was a good time though. It was a real good time. Like I, I like that. And for me, I haven't been to Atlanta in like ten years. Okay. I went to it the last time I went to Atlanta. I was a senior in high school. I graduated. 2011 it's 2021 so 10 years was 10 years ago about 10 11 years ago was the last time I went to Atlanta so obviously I wasn't 21 years old yet yeah um and and I was there on like a black college tour so I went and like visited all the HBCUs and stuff like that okay so I haven't gotten to experience Atlanta like that as an adult, any of the big homies on the college campus, like you damn, know, bro, you probably haven't way. even seen one white person in Atlanta. Every oh time man, I'm, I'm talking about down to <laughs> TSA, the housekeeping. <laughs> it was it all no unapologetically black. black. It was unapologetically black. Yeah. Everywhere you look, black, black, bliggity, black, 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 black. Like it, it was a culture shock coming from Portland to Atlanta. You know, I'm from the Bay. We're a little more diverse in the Bay, but coming from Portland, where it's 
wiggity wiggity white and going out there to where it's bliggity bliggity black. <laughs> it was a little bit of a culture shock. <laughs> Bro, I was I was there in July doing a a, a comedy festival, eighteen sixty five. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, on June Eight. Juneteenth. Juneteenth, like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was and, real black Juneteenth, I'm sure. it was real sure. black down there. Everything, <laughs> we was in the East Atlanta Village, it was black. Yeah. We did some jokes, you know what I'm saying? We did, right next to 2 Chains, um, hit the the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, Escobar. Maya Bailey got a studio right there. I okay. I Maya Bailey, but he got a studio yeah. right there. Um, we was in there, and then right next door, it's, it's uh, like kind of like a bar bookstore. He's an art gallery. Yeah. We ended up doing a show uh, doing a show there. It was dope. Yeah. Right next door, yeah, yeah. Atlanta, but it was black every it's week. Ha- how long have you been doing Capital comedy, Bear bro? Hill. Huh? How long have you been doing comedy? Man, only, I, I literally, I've been doing comedy my whole life, but I jumped on the stage sure. about three and a half years ago. Oh, wow. Nice. What, yeah. what gave you the courage yeah. to jump on the stage? I just wanted to do it. Yeah. I wanted to see if I could do it. What, did you was a class clown all your life? Everybody told you, man, you need to... Put it to use. No, you're not really. Like, you know bro. what I mean? You know I what mean, they say. Funny, dude. You know what been... they say with the skills, man. If you don't use it, you lose it. I was a class clown a little bit, but I always been like wise man my years. So I, right, you know right, I mean? right, so right. It was more on the end. I like to fuck with people. I just like to mess with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. It's well, fun to see people's brain do different things. I'll well, tell you what, man. I've been playing music for a really long time, dude. Performed most of my life all the time, all types of performances. The and one you can sing your ass off. He can, too. Yeah, he goes yeah, crazy. Well, I mean, I mean the He's one really that's good. the one thing that's the one piece of stage performance that I have yet to do is stand up. And I mean, like you know, just like there's, I mean, I, I've I've done huge shows. I've played. I've had crowds cheering. You know, what I'm saying the whole thing. But straight up, there's like really kind of nothing better when you get like a pop of a bunch of people laughing at something you said. That that to me is like I'm like I've been looking down the line at it like Man, you know just what? go to an open mic around, and try dude. and try some things you got in your head. And if yeah. it worked, they work. If they don't, they don't. If you want to go back, guess what? You might be a comic. Yeah. Just you like that. Because huh? you're gonna you don't get up there and you're gonna say a whole bunch of stuff sometimes and everybody gonna look at you like you dumb. Yeah, but yeah, you're yeah, working yeah, out yeah. stuff. Oh, dude, that's working me, it that out. happens right. to me all the time. So is that your formula? Is you go do a bunch of open mics and then when showtime comes like tomorrow, you ready to rock because you done already got the kinks out, you done worked your jokes out at the open mics. Is that kind of how you operate? Yeah, I record you know, I record my sets. It's it's all of that. So open yeah. mics. I do other shows. Uh right, 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 right. Yeah. And but you have to build up that muscle. When you first start doing comedy, people only give you three minutes. Right, 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 right. right, 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 right. You're waiting right, around right. for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to do a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's and so in order to do fifteen twenty, you gotta actually do fifteen twenty. Yeah, that means no gotta, other way. And you gotta Baptism by on. fire, right? You got to go to places like you got to go to Seattle. When people call you to book, you got to go do that because that's where you'll get that time, and then find other shows in Portland where you'll get 15, 20 minutes, right? And then continue to build on your set like that. I'm glad we transitioned to comedy, man. Let me call B Hooks right quick. No doubt. Yeah. Let me call B Hooks right quick. I, I can imagine he got a lot of stage time too. He running around getting. I know he getting time. That's time, dope. Yeah, and that's sure. dope. Yeah, what's up, big dog? B Hooks, what's going on, man? We live on the air. You're back on the Wake Up and Win podcast once again. We don't quite have you for an hour this time, but we got you for a few minutes. Yes, yes. What's good? What's good, man? Hey, Portland, Oregon is waiting for you, man. The ticket sales is looking A-OK. The people are excited to see you. They, they, they I, I see folks like, oh, my boy Rob pulling up. If anybody don't know who Rob is, <laughs> three strikes, man, right. three strikes. We, we, we got people excited for you to come out here, man. 
I think I'm, I'm, I'm as excited, if not more, to come up there, man. I've never been to Portland, so this is my first time out, man, and I'm excited to see the city, see the people, and have some fun, man. Yeah, we got to show you a good time, man. We, we got you locked in with the Adidas passes already, so we're going to make sure that you can shop till you drop if you need to. Um, obviously, like I said, the people excited to have you out here. But, but here's a question that I've been getting from a lot of people, though, right, B-Hooks, because... Everybody know you who you are. You've played in a lot of significant roles in the film industry. But a lot of people have been asking, like, yo, I haven't heard him do stand-up yet. So what I want to ask you is, without giving away any jokes or anything like that, what should people expect from a from a Brian Hook stand-up show? I know you've been performing all over the country, so I know you're in your bag when it comes to being on that stage. But people in Portland are, are excited for the mystique of not knowing how Brian Hooks is as a stand-up comedian as they do in the films that you've been in, the shows that you've been on, so on and so forth. And that's what's dope about it, you know what I mean? This, uh, you know, stand-up tour I'm on as I go across the country, you know, it's the first time that most folks have seen me doing stand-up comedy. They know me from the movies and so on and so forth, but they never see me and purposely... None of my stuff is online. You can't go on YouTube and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's a breath of fresh air and it's brand new and I'm excited and I like it like that. And, you know, and people don't know what to expect, but when they leave, they'd be like, okay, yeah, three three strikes held us down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I talk, talk about all things real, man. It's just my, my person, my, my point of view on... The world on life, like my opinion, it's about me, my family, my kids, my relationships, um, my thoughts and beliefs and my, um, you know, and my point of view. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, it's not a, you know, you, if, if you want to hear somebody do some slip and fall and dog poop jokes, stay home. Don't yeah. Come, please. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you want to hear some storytelling, if you want to learn about and some of my journeys and laugh at the same time, then you're going to have a ball. Absolutely, man. The people can't wait for you. Look, the last time we had you on here, I think it was some Dave Chappelle stuff going on. And here we are again. Dave Chappelle is under controversy again, obviously. Um, he's under fire a little bit with the LGBTQ plus community. As a stand-up comic, where do you stand on all of this right now? This is the hot topic in the world of comedy, and I just want to know where you stand on, especially somebody that's already letting us know that it's all about your POV, which I love about comedy personally, but, you know, your POV might be different from somebody else's. <laughs> exactly. I think we're just in a highly sensitive time, man, where, you know, people are, are just super sensitive. And I think Dave actually said it best in his special people who have an issue or complain or whatever about his show. They haven't watched the show. Yeah. They heard, right. They right. heard the snippets. They heard, you know, the, the, the one liner that's been twisted. They haven't sat and watched the show. They didn't come to the show and watch the entire show. And, and I, I think that's the case because I think if you sit and watch Dave's show as, you know, lesbian, gay, trans, whatever, I just don't see you coming away with saying, oh, Dave hate us and he wants to wipe us off the face of the earth. I don't think you say that, man. 
because everything he says is just, you know, so smart. And even though he'll go low, he'll tie it into a bigger thought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so he pokes around. It's not just brainless, senseless yeah. comedy. Right. You know, it's his point of view. It's a message. Um, it's political at times. Um, and, and I just think, you know, people are, again, highly sensitive. And, and they just, they, they you know, they look at the 15-second, you know, uh, Instagram thing. And they form an opinion off of that. You know what I mean? They right. They sit and actually listen to the show in its entirety, you know? So, so, so I, I, I saw the show, and I liked the show, and there's a whole bit to where he dove into how much he, um, his friend, who was a, um, you know, transvestite, yep. and their relationship, and he sort of summed up the, the entire arc of their relationship you know, I, I won't. I won't ruin it. And yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so if you listen to all that, it's just kind of like, how do you get that this is a guy who, you know, hates us and wants to, you know, wipe us off the face of the earth? You know, again, you haven't sat and watched the show. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. So, so basically, what I'm getting, what I'm getting from what you're telling me right now, B Hooks, is if you sensitive, don't come to the show tomorrow. Don't come to the show. <laughs> oh, nice. Good. I needed it. I, I needed that, that to be said. Yeah. If you're sensitive, don't come to the show tomorrow. Oh, man. And if you do come, you're going to be talking about maybe. And 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 I'm not nearly as aggressive as this day because everybody can't do that. You know, Dave can do those things and, and, and walk out of the fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? With just... With just his, you know, his jacket a little warm, you know. Right, uh, right. People that run off the face of the earth. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, as a comic, it's, if you're a good comic, you're telling, you know, personal stories and your, you know, personal, you know, beliefs and your morals and, you know, for the sake of entertainment. And if, if you're sensitive, you know, don't come to comedy shows. That's all you have to do. Turn it off. Hey, that's all we needed to hear from you today, B-Hooks. I'll see you tomorrow when you land. Yes, sir, man. I'm excited. I'll see y'all tomorrow. We're excited to have you. All right, boys. Well, that was Brian Hooks, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm glad that it was said, man. Yeah, that's why we brought him on. I mean, we're not going... That's special, too, man. Like, the way... Like, man, what do you think... What did you think about that special, bro? I watched the special in its entirety. Like, I thought thought it was funny at some points. And I thought at some points, I'm like, oh, yeah, they ain't going to get him for this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I watched I felt the same way. I didn't really, yeah. I didn't think he had the best of examples. Yeah. That's what that's what I felt. I understood what the bigger message was. Like, like in totality, I 100 percent and we talked about this at length already. What was that, two episodes ago? Yeah. A couple episodes ago, we talked about this. So we had a whole segment on it. So I won't get too deep into it. But obviously, again, we we got a comedy show. We got a comedian here right now. We just called Brian Hooks, who's headlining the comedy show tomorrow. I already told y'all I'm trapped out. I've been in Atlanta. (laughs) And so who cares about sports? Even though I got to call a game on Saturday, but until then, who cares about sports? You know, I, I do think he he could have done better. Or he could have used better better examples, like the DeBaby example. I didn't think was the greatest because it was a self defense. That was crazy. It was because... a self defense scenario. That's the only reason why I didn't yeah. think it. You know, what I mean, it was the greatest of examples. But I understood the point that he was trying to get across, and I think 
the best thing that could have happened for him was the John Gruden situation because I think that showed what it was that he was trying to ultimately point out in terms of John Gruden said the racist stuff. He was able to come and do his own press conference. He was able to keep his job. He was able to – he tried to end the whole conversation in the press conference like, I'm basically not going to address this anymore. But then when the LGBTQ plus stuff came out, all hell broke loose. He resigned on the spot. It was over. Yeah. And so I think that was ultimately the point if that Dave Chappelle been, was trying he, to point yeah. at, but I didn't he did, obviously didn't have that Gruden example when it was time for him to record that special, however many months ago he did that. Mm-hmm. I think if John Gruden would have just been racist, then he would have still had his job. Exactly. <laughs> that was the whole point that Dave Chappelle was trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> that was like literally that makes the sense. whole point that Dave Chappelle was trying to make that like, hey man, it's a whole lot of racist stuff that people don't get canceled for. But when it comes to the LGBTQ stuff, you know, I'm jealous at the results that y'all are getting at the pace that y'all are getting these results in comparison to black people where we fight in this same old fight. Yeah, they organize. And slow steps to progress and slow steps to justice are being taken. So that's all it was. But I'm glad we were able to bring bring B Hooks on so people could get his perspective on What he's coming with tomorrow. I think telling those types of jokes, it hastens that process of getting to the point. You know what I mean? Like, because, I mean, I I don't know. At least for me, you know, I hear jokes like that first 15, 10 or 15 minutes of that special, too. It was like, I feel like what what Dave did was he was like, I'm just going to tell a bunch of, like, style of jokes that comedians tell each other. That like mm-hmm. people who are trying like this try to be edgy and funny tell each other, and I was surprised that when the backlash came because I remember sitting with my boy watching it, I was like, the first fifteen minutes, I was like, whoa, like he's fucking going off, like he's saying, you know, he's like pulling the curtain back, and I was like, this shit is for sure gonna get him because he said some really wild shit. Yeah, and, well, it's the thing. But comedy. But don't- then when they got to the you know the trans community thing, that's what really. So I mean, it just again you know really illustrates point. But it, as far as I was concerned, he said way more offensive shit that first fifteen minutes. Is I mean then I mean just yeah. on like then on the like stuff that he's face, getting highlighted value, for. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild shit. It's the thing about saying. Dave Chappelle. Is he's a, he's also a victim of his own greatness because he does it so well. Sometimes you don't know if he's telling jokes or if he's serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's some funny mystique there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, he's a comedian, so he bullshit. You right. Know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> some of it yeah. is bullshit. All made up, but basically, yeah. you know? Or if, yeah. If it, the really good shit is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Chappelle's good in that regard, man. But like he was saying, also, you know, he, Chappelle, of all comedians, is the one that could walk through the fire and come out with his jacket just a little bit yeah. hot. I think that was a great example of why Chappelle is doing the type of comedy that he's doing now in comparison to maybe what we've gotten accustomed to as of late, (laughs) because, you know, comedy is always changing. You probably know that as good as anybody. Have you ever gotten any backlash for any of your jokes, even if it was on, like, a smaller scale? It doesn't have to, obviously, you know. Like people try to beat your ass after the show? No, they don't try to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You see me? (laughs) It ain't that sweet. (laughs) No, we figured it out. (laughs) I have people make comments. People have said, like, you know what I mean? I didn't like that one. You should tweak it. But, you know, I listen to what I listen to and don't what I don't. If if somebody's ever said, like, I offended them, then I'll look at it and maybe I meant to. If that makes sense, but maybe yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I didn't, and I and I take that in account, and I go, okay, yeah, well, I'm sorry. And you make the adjustment. I make adjustment to it if I feel it or if I don't. So yeah, but yeah, you get that all the time. 
Anytime, so I didn't have that happen at open mics. So I'm yeah, 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 yeah. So the bigger the scale, the bigger the you know the audience, yeah. the more people gonna be able to figure it out. I mean, go not go be able to uh, listen to you and, and then tell you, I guess, tell you what they think about. So, it. so, so, with that being said, like, what about like what's what's been like probably your biggest blooper doing comedy? Like, what's the most <laughs> embarrassing moment that you had on this? It might have been very early on. I don't know. But so, have you had, or have you had that moment, or are you just oh, a natural no, bomb before? I like, bomb before. I like to hear these is, kind of stories. One thing about me is I, I like to mess with people, and so like I got jokes for a lot of different type of people. And if I'm ever in a room full of white women, oh my god, I go <laughs> yeah. in on white women, bro. Yeah, preach. I, can't help it. I love that. But sometimes <laughs> it don't work, and they turn against you depending on what kind of jokes and how you set it up. If you don't make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you you don't have the room anymore. Are you, you don't have the room anymore. Yeah, you got angry, gone. you got angry white women in the audience. Oh, that's tough. It's a dangerous room to be in, bro. I'm, I definitely want to get out immediately, but you still yeah. get through it, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm liking this episode right now. Like I said, we, we ain't watched sports this week. No, I watched the Warriors, though. I watched them win that trap game the other day mm. against OKC, on the road against OKC. They went down early. It was one of those games, like, we got off to a 3-0 start. We don't need this. You know, we playing against OKC on the road. Like, we'll get the win. And they came out and played in the beginning as if it was a trap game. But now we 4-0, Spliff. Yeah, I see that. Mm. It's good for you. You must feel really good about yourself. I, on the other hand, (laughs) am not feeling too hot right now. Well, you won last night. You beat the Grizzlies last night. You're 2-2, sitting at 500. Dame finally found his jumper. I I know, because I'm sitting there texting you last night, and I'm at work. And I'm just thinking I'm having a nice, honest conversation with this gentleman right here. And the next tech that comes by, he just goes, the Blazers are so boring to watch, bro. I'm like, oh, man. They are boring to watch. They're very boring to watch. You know, that second unit looks good, man. It's just like what we've been talking talking about the young kids can hoop and they just look better doing it right now you see carmelo late trying to get that butt that that three to fall to tie the game i mean it's like some guys it's like maybe it's a lot of fun basketball out there right now some of these minutes and let some of these young kids play yeah Simons looked fun last night. Simons yeah, had a good game. Like and, 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 I liked watching that pick and roll between Dennis Smith Jr. and Larry Nance was looking nice. I mean, there's a lot of nice little stuff going, and that's all over the league. Yeah. That's all over the league. Yeah, people want to see dunks. They, they don't, don't want to see. I mean, honestly, yeah. like <laughs> boring. <laughs> but I get it. No, I'm saying I'm I get lobs. it. Lobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I hear what okay. you're saying. Yeah, I hear I what you're the saying. lobs, the okay. pick and roll lobs to Larry Nance. He had two good ones in a row. It was, you know, it was electric. It just wasn't fun. I just wasn't like. I was falling asleep watching him. Mm. I was falling asleep watching him. That was my whole problem. Like, I've been watching a lot of basketball, and not much of it has been putting me to sleep. I, I'm telling Because it's been some good hoop in these first four or five games that guys have played in so far. But that was my first time because I didn't watch them last week. Like I said, I traveled to Atlanta, so I ain't watched no sports. So literally, that was my first time watching the Blazers this year. In yeah. The first half, I was falling asleep. Did you, Third quarter, they got it popping. Did you see that uh, they're moving the TNT, the inside the NBA crew, off of Thursday nights for the remainder of the football season? Did you see this? I did not. It was uh, fuck, I'll try to pull the article, but yeah, it looks pull like it. It, yeah, I'll pull it. I'll pull it. Yeah, uh, pull it. They said uh, they're just gonna move over for Monday night or for Thursday, Thursday night, night football, football until the season's over, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
I, I was curious about what you would think. So, about so that, it's still uh, gonna be a crew, but it won't be Shaq, Kenny. No, it's just the EJ. whole guys. No, it's because usually you know you got they got their player. I've seen Dwayne Wade, Candace Parker. I've seen them fill in on, yeah, on that show they, before. Maybe they all taking a, a, a break. They could be just be taking some time off. Yeah, they they could just be doing what they want to do because well, that's like the best well, you're the sports crew ever. I was hoping right. that you would. Uh, I, 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 I told you. I, listen, They're I told you. On TV. I'm yeah. trapped out. I have not seen any <laughs> sports. <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. Like we had a great interview last week. We had Dave Zirin come on, huge guest, talk about the, the new book Kaepernick Effect. We talked about mm -hmm. all the hot topics, the NBA, the John Gruden. We talked about all of that, mm -hmm. and then I checked out. I went to Atlanta, and Atlanta gave me a reason to check out, and I took advantage. I took advantage, even though I really was working out there. Like, I wasn't just out there on a free-for-all vacation, but the work I was doing wasn't sports outside of the – like I said, the Braves situation that I talked about earlier on in the episode, but, like, I, I was working out there. I'm doing sound checks. I'm doing – I'm right. beating all tie A&Rs. I'm, like I said, I'm hanging out with two chains. Yeah. I'm doing all – you, no, you didn't have no time to watch nobody dribble. Have, no, throw, none of like that. Do, none of uh, that. Jump, none of it. None of it. I don't care. Bro. <laughs> I feel that. I'll catch up when I get back. And, again, right here, I watched the Blazers last night for the first time because, right. you know, it was the I, first I time right I had here. a chance According to – Insider Mark Stein, say a reputable yeah, source. Yeah, very much so. NBA revealed this week that it will not air its quote unquote usual Thursday night programming on TNT. That means no game, no inside the NBA pregame show or any no other league. game. No game. So who hold on. It says they will hold its usual coverage on Tuesday nights, but it won't return Thursday till January. Now here's wow. a quote. The NBA will not blah, 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 blah. rather than go head to head with Thursday night NFL games, NBA on TNT entered this season having shifted Ernie Shack, Kenny and Chuck, and the weekly doubleheader they present to Tuesday night for the rest of the 2021 season. Mm. And I'm just going, why would you do that? I mean, like, just in sheer, like, the spirit of, of competition, it's like, you're just going to move over for Thursday night? Well, maybe they only want to give them one day, I mean, to do it. Like, and they don't want to call, you know, both games. I, I don't know. I think. I mean, that sounds. They don't want to compete with I think football. They, yeah, I think that football just is, their ratings have always been better here right. in America. And more people are probably tuned into Thursday night football than they are to the NBA. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong. Football's I mean, always been they be held right in now, higher though? regard in should America. At least I think globally the NBA is held in higher regard. In higher regard, but here in America, football still rules American culture. Yeah. I'd rather watch football than basketball. I'm one of them dudes. Mm. I'd rather I can go days and days, and days without watching a basketball game because it's 82 of them. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. When well, you get and you get point, inundated with just information and clips. From NBA games, yeah. just all the time, media, all the time. Right. Football is way more of like a, you know, there's like a, it's like a ritual to watch the game. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole thing, and I don't think basketball has that. You know what I mean? It, outside, I mean, outside of the playoffs, basketball playoffs. definitely has a cult following, bro. It's no, for sure. No, I mean, but I mean, like, I mean, like the ritual yeah. of like watching a game. Like the closest thing that I can think of off the top of my head is like the NBA has recently over the last few years like kind of established like Christmas Day games yeah 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 yeah, NBA yeah. Game. Okay. you know what right. I mean like, where like Sundays a, it's a ritual Thursdays thing. Yeah. You know Mondays is football like Thanksgiving football it For, always yeah. has been always yeah. will be in this country and I'm thinking like those are the type of things that the NBA could like 
you know, that they have a foot in, and that's th- those are the things that they would need, quote unquote, in order to compete with that idea of football as it like pertains to like the heart of America. You know what I'm saying? And so I was just curious as to be like, what do you think that, the, like, why would you even do? And if listen, I, if it was me, I'll just be like, fuck, fuck that. And we're, listen, we're still rocking these games. TNT, I'm, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Listen, what, you know what I mean? But you got to understand this too. I'm a sports guy. What did I just tell you? I ain't watch sports in a week. Because I've been in Atlanta on hip-hop music stuff. But listen, you got a Shaq on TNT who just got back from EDC. Mm-hmm. They got other gigs and other money to go get on Thursday nights <laughs> than just on NBA on TNT. And they not letting that bag slip either. This might have been very much so planned by Shaq, Kenny, Ernie, those guys like, look, let's just shut it down. We got more bags to go get on a Thursday night. Sure. Like I said, mm-hmm. it, I mean, like I'm living it on a more localized level, but I just experienced it going out there to Atlanta and just shutting sports off. Shaq was in EDC while I was in Atlanta, DJing, rocking thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the crowd. They got other things to do, too. They probably Bro. are A-OK with that. Like, instead of us having to do these, start coming here every Thursday night for the full length of a season – Man, we just start in 2022, January, after Thursday night football is over. It'll only be playoff football at that time. And then we can rock these Thursday nights from January to June. Mm-hmm. Then we get right back to the bag. And we get right back to the bag. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's smart business. It, it, it's smart business. So okay. they might have wanted it to be that way because, like I said, you got to be exhausted going from EDC. Because, look, I, like I said, I was exhausted coming back from Atlanta and doing what I just had to go do out there. Shaq's got to be exhausted just coming back yeah. from EDC over the weekend. He don't care about going to, and, and doing NBA on TNT on Thursday. He's going to do it to get the bag, but that doesn't mean he, he necessarily wants to. And like I said, there's other bags for them to go to go get. That'd be all right. Yeah, and if they take off the rest of football season, they give them time to get a break too. They can pick up some other stuff or, you know what I mean, get some right. rest during that time. Right, right. So – I, I see the business side of things. I yeah. see the business side of things. Good Thursday night football game tonight. Who y'all got? Cardinals, Packers. I gotta, uh, I'm, I got to. I would have been a hundred percent Packers if Deion, if Devontae Adams was playing. I, I like the cards. I'm that's. I mean, they're undefeated. They're the it's not a bad way to go. Right but go someone's got to, you know, without Devontae Adams. Uh, Cause I think I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna carve him up. Does personally. It feel like that kind of. But Devonte yeah, Adams is his security blanket. Like if Devonte Adams was there, I I stand on it. I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers is about to carve the Cardinals, Cardinals up. I, I tell you what, I can't see nobody carving that secondary up, bro. If Devonte Adams was there, Aaron Rodgers is carving Shit. him up tonight. You think so? That's what I think. It also either, just though. feels like and in that's the, the problem in Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> career. The these are like the perfect these are like perfect conditions in as far as like the history of Aaron Rodgers' career where he has like crazy game. You know what I mean? It's a Thursday night game. There's not a lot going on. It's just like one of those nights. That, you know, obviously with ideal or more ideal conditions, but he does that shit all the time. At least has in his career. Or some night he just transcends the game and just absolutely blows something yeah. his whole world up. Because they balling too right up. now. Like the Packers is balling, but yeah. they've been balling with Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like I said, that defense, like you said, that secondary that Arizona got, he got to have a security blanket against them. And Jones ain't going to be enough. Because that's the thing. They got a good running game too. 
Was Aaron Jones? They got a good running Aaron game. Aaron Jones is a monster. He's a monster. So you got a monster in the backfield that can open a little bit up for you in terms of what you can do in the secondary. But not having Deontay Devontae Adams to be able to take advantage of some of the opening that an Aaron Jones gives you. Yeah, so it's just <sighs> I don't cheap. see yeah. it. I don't see Arizona losing in that in that scenario. Mm. But yeah, man, thanks for coming sa- through. You get them safeties biting, and then you get them biting, you know. and yeah, yeah. you're right over the top. Right over the top. That makes right sense. over the top. Let's make that it interesting, sense. bro. I'll, interesting. I'll put twenty bucks, twenty right push-ups, here. twenty push-ups. I do those right now. You already losing there. You already lost a bit. You already lost. You know what, man? Physical fitness. <laughs> like I lose. said, I, I, I would bet physical look, fitness. Sir, you're really, never a loser. I, I would bet anything if Devontae Adams is that. playing. I'm not betting no. I'm just playing. With you. I'm just playing. With you. I would. I would have. I would have bet something if Devontae Adams was there because I do think with him, Aaron Rodgers would carve them up. No, I got. I the mean, what, what is the what's the uh, Packers really other offensive like uh, receiver weapon? Devontae Adams, as far as I'm concerned. That's it. That's Get him it. back, Damn. and they'll be all right. Yeah, I don't know either. G-Way, you got anything that you want to promote? Anything you got coming up? What's going on, man? Man, a lot of stuff. The show tomorrow, definitely come out and see us. Jack Lennon's going to be dope. Um, another show, November 9th, that everybody eats. That's going to be dope. Um, man, and, you know, whoever listening, follow me on all that other stuff, too. What was that one you said? What, what was the November second? 9th that everybody eats. It's going to be another Everybody eats, eats PDS. Yeah, okay, yeah, sick. We, yeah, it's going it's to be a turn up. Yeah, right, word. Gonna I'm going to be there. Up. I'm going to be there. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting in, like at least just showing up to more comedy shows. So like I'm okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking follow you. and I'm gonna Lance is going to be just... at that one too. And then we got uh, Lance Tawana, Edwards. Tawana okay, Buchanan. Cool. She coming down from Seattle. Cool. Uh, the controversy queen, she crazy. So it's going to be a whole vibe. And uh, Rissa Rissa is going to be headlining it. She's another comedian, um, staple in Portland, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I know who Rissa Rissa She's done yeah. one of our shows before at Jack London. Yeah, she nah, hard. She crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. She crazy. She, she crazy. Yeah, she, she was roasting me up there. She was talking about how I had a baby face. Yeah, like she had a baby face. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she was, but I like that. I, I like being. Hey, I'm all about cute. the entertainment I mean, aspect when I'm yeah. DJing these <laughs> comedy shows. Like, yeah, you know. I mean, hey, but uh, yeah. On that note, oh, we'll leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and go win. Yeah.